0: Hey, Bobby Manning. It's A. Sherard, Blakely, Yo! Jimmy Tichano, and Joe Switko. All at home this time. It Usually, yeah, gets is... it gets better when we're all in the studio. Celtics win. Yeah, brunch, I'm sure.
1: And for those yeah. asking, John is still with CLNS. He's waiting for a Celtics losing streak to join the show again. He has nothing to talk
2: about it unless they're losing. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that that, I think he coach. said that. He's on the he screen left screen screen. too. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's you know they're gonna stay here.
2: And plus, Jimmy, you know the Celtics fans are gonna blame him as soon as they pick up an L. So absolutely, because the minute he pops back on the
3: scene and they lose, it's like, see, it's your damn fault, and he'll be grinning from ear to ear when they do. (laughs) He'll be
0: like,
2: yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) This is your team. This is your team. Really?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's waiting. He's waiting for something that. Harp on it. You know. I actually thought I was going to be coming out of this one with some gripes, but they figured it out in that fourth quarter 35 22. They mm-hmm. win 113 104. Really was a double digit game in the end there. And I, I just thought the execution was methodical down the stretch, going after Kate Cunningham after the fifth foul, uh, you know, having everybody in the right places, getting downhill, passing the ball out. And we got a Peyton Pritchard game to talk about. Seven. That's the
1: time,
3: comes
0: 45
1: man. minutes on Peyton Jeez. Pritchard.
0: Why don't we start there, Why don't we not?
2: We're not going to start there.
0: (laughs) Why not? Him and Grant, I thought, were the forces off the bench to change Uh, this game, and Pritchard actually ends up closing it. 8 of 12, 5 from deep. Six assists, 19 points. He did it all, and he would have had 21 if it wasn't for the blown layup there. (laughs) He did it all. (laughs) (laughs) He He ended up kicking out to Tatum for the three anyway. He's running for that layup. Let's hey, listen. None of you guys sound excited about this. I'm thrilled. You know, here's the thing about Let's Peyton. Let's go, the,
3: the thing about Peyton that I liked was, and again, we know going to the, pretty much every game, he's going to get 10 to 15 minutes. And I've said this repeatedly you have to make those minutes expand by playing well. It, to me, it's like going to casino with like 10 bucks. If you leave with 10 bucks to break even, <laughs> what, what, what good is that? You want to make that 10, even, 20,
2: 20 to 50. You, oh, that's, that's you shouldn't be team. in that establishment. You shouldn't that's be in that establishment. That's what Peyton did.
3: Right. Peyton made the most of the minutes he knew he had in yeah. the bank to get more minutes. That's how this stuff works. I don't understand why people feel Peyton should get like 20, 25 minutes a game. Hell no. Get 10, 15. Yeah. Play your ass off. 16 well, points in 20 minutes. Win. Exactly. And get right. more minutes. That's how this is supposed to work. You shouldn't be given minutes. You earn them yeah. by your play. And Peyton, without question, earned his minutes tonight.
2: And that's why I think someone, you know, Imei Yudoka kind of kept, kept the leash on, on on Pritchard because he wasn't being productive when he got those right. you know 10 minutes here and there or when, he was, when the Celtics were really thin and they needed him to come in, you know, first or second off the bench. He didn't make the most of those minutes. So I, I think when you were able to sort of humble yourself and you're at the end of the bench and you're only putting in, you're only playing at like the end of the fourth quarters in garbage time, I think all that's relevant, you know? And it sort of, it led to this moment, to this to this game for, for, for Pritchard. And um, yeah, man, you gotta get, gotta get the young kid fellow. I mean, you gotta get the young guy uh, credit because man, even after that blown layup, he still kept his composure, man, which would have been really hard for some other younger players who, uh, you know, they're put in that big spot, blow a big layup in a, in, in a big moment of the game and still have enough guts to, to, to keep it moving, you know. But well, he was and that he wide up, open. He made, up, he made up for it, too, by making that uh that reverse layup that sort of closed the door for good. He was wide yeah. open, Bobby. Yeah, that was bad. I mean,
1: listen, we, we, we've been talking about if Pritchard has a role in this team for a while now. I mean, all season, really. And, and we didn't think that we would see much of him with Schroeder on the team, and we didn't. And then when they traded Schroeder, they traded Richardson. There's there's opportunities for these young guys. You know, Grant's taken his opportunity and run with it. Neesmith has had a little opportunity, not much since his trade. Um, and now Pritchard gets his big chance today and and you know made the most of it in proving to you know his teammates, proving to Ime that he can be trusted out there. We know he can shoot. I mean that's that's not a surprise to see him, you know, hit threes. He's one of their, you know, weirdly enough, you know, one of their better better shooters. It's just a matter of him getting the opportunities to get those shots in and what else is he gonna offer, you know, out there besides the three-point shots because a lot of times you'd rather have Tatum or Brown taking those shots anyway. So he has to give you more than just that. So tonight he did a little bit of everything facilitating, um, you know, obviously the scoring and he just earned his, earned his time out there late in the game.
3: That's what He what I had to said. present himself as an option. Someone that the defense actually had to pay some semblance of attention to. And that's to me, that, that's the thing that he has to be more comfortable with being. You don't have to go out there and be, you know, pro when you drop in 92. You don't have to be that good. He was trying to do that. That was a problem. Yeah, but you at least have to do enough to where teams have to respect your jump shot. I mean, think about how teams used to guard Grant Williams a year ago. and Think about how they guard him now. They didn't just all of a sudden decide, well, now we're going to decide. We're going to defend Grant. No, Grant had to earn their respect. And Mm -hmm. Peyton has to do the same. And this was, I think, a good step in that direction. But obviously with him, just like all these young guys, it's about consistency. You don't have to go yeah. out and score 19 points the game. But if you get open shots, you need to make more of them than not. And that's what he was able to do tonight. And that's what he has to do – or today, rather. And that's what he has to do going forward for this team.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just want to get one more thing into – also, real quick, Bobby. Um, this is also sort of like the- – this is that moment for for Pritchard when uh, on nights where Derek White just doesn't have it, right? And this was one right. of those days. I just say, right? You know, this is one of those games, and Not the concern, Celtics are going to need those. They're going to need that kind of production somewhere, right? Those kind of mm-hmm. points, nineteen points, seventeen points, wherever. You know, you right. you need to get that from somewhere. And the Celtics, we've been talking about this all season. They're really thin. So for someone like Pritchard to come in and, and do what he did, if he can find consistency on that level, man, that would be a, a, a big asset for the Celtics moving forward this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's- That being aggressiveness to his game too As I talked about making the most of those minutes that means stepping right into those shots getting downhill which he finally did here I I think with a lot of guys on this team there's a sense that you have to just fire away when you catch and shoot in those spots but you can do secondary dribble drives you can get downhill find some other guys make extra passes which is what he did after that wide open look he got that he missed from three in the left corner there and then ultimately got a few more shots to go after that he's got to be able to do more with less, as Sherrod talked about, because he had a lot of room to operate last year when Mm Kimba was out and, uh, you know, Smart was dealing with some injuries. He got a ton of minutes. He had a huge role, and it doesn't look like that's going to be how it is for him here ever again, especially Mm -hmm. when, as Joe Sway mentioned, you have the addition of White there. So Mm -hmm. we're, uh, you know, let's say five, six games into this White experience at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't love what he brought today, and he was super quiet. I think smart, foul trouble was a big reason Pritchard played more, but also White's ineffectiveness, and I don't know what to do with it. This is obviously something people in San Antonio talked about, is he's a little inconsistent, and in a game like this, besides that early three-pointer, it felt like he didn't really give the Celtics anything.
3: This was a bad game for him. There's absolutely no doubt about that, but when I look at his body of work since he's been a Boston Celtic, I like what I'm seeing. Uh, because you get the sense that because of the role that they have him in, that there may be nights like this, but he's going to do more more times than not. He's going to do what you need him to do in order to be successful. And to be candid, I mean, he wasn't the only one that was kind of sucking up the joint tonight. I mean, when you look at, I mean, I didn't think Jalen Brown had a very good game. I didn't. Hayden think was ice cold in the second half. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think really most of their Marcus Smart had a had a rough game shooting the ball. I mean, you start that noon going game. down. There, well, you can blame it on being new, but guess what? Detroit had to play the same damn time. It wasn't as if Detroit at they beat him. You're playing at 7 30. Hey, Celtics
2: beat so, him. They beat him.
3: But, but my 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 point is scary like, there. there were so many guys on the on the Celtics roster that didn't have it tonight. That it's hard for me to get be too hard on Derek White, especially considering again, this was probably the you know, probably this was the worst game he's had as a Celtic. And I'm okay with that, because if you're one of your core guys, Mr. Energy, off the bench, has a bad game, and you're still able to win, that's great. And his struggles, I mean, if we're being honest and real, opened the door for a Peyton Pritchard to have a game like he did. Because they don't win this game without Peyton Pritchard. They, I mean, In fact, they probably lose by double digits if it wasn't for Peyton. Because not only because of what he did scoring the ball, but also what he forced – he took a lot of the focus and attention off the fact that no one else was making shots. Uh, and and okay. he was. So, I, again, I I, I I hear what you're saying, Bobby, because obviously Derek White's a guy that you absolutely are going to need if you're going to have any type of postseason. Yeah, you just success.
0: expect more out of him. One of three in 20 minutes, three turnovers. Uh, you gave up two firsts and a couple he, of rotation killed, guys he- for him. He played, oh. he played a crappy <laughs> game. But I'm, I'm not, not going to act like it's this easy, guy is bro. Jamal
3: Crawford 2.0 that every game yeah. he's going to give me 20 points. This isn't sweet Lou Williams. This is not Limit Pepper no. Wings Lou Williams. This is Derek White. <laughs> he's a good player. He's going to have a lot of good games, but he's going to have a couple of stinkers. And this was, no question. He's, he kind of sucked tonight. Yeah, he's we're like, going to okay. hold him to a it's high standard.
1: standard. Yeah, but I know Bobby. Pepper, like, Lou
3: Williams yeah. standard? No, I, I'm not.
1: You can't. Hey, I won't. Like, would yeah. you say that? Would you say this game is an outlier though, compared to what you've seen so far? Because I would. I mean, obviously, it's the only time. To- this one was, was the worst all- of
0: them, but you know, exactly. four nine so, in Brooklyn, three of ten the game right. before that against Detroit. Maybe it's just this matchup. Another bad one against Detroit last week too. So, physicality that, of it. Maybe. I think
1: that he's still getting comfortable with his new teammates. His role on the team, For sure. he's coming off the bench. I mean. You know he's being asked probably to maybe play a little bit different style than he's used to playing, and it's just going to be a little bit of growing pains. But I I don't think that like Eme or anyone in the team is less confident in him today than they were yesterday, just because you know he kind of no showed today. I mean you can like like Shrat said, if both teams played. Um, you know the noon game today. I don't know how that screwed with them or whatnot, but they were both teams were a little sluggish out there. I mean, the game was a grind. That game was. Like- I don't.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was less the noon start and more just how physical Detroit was. And there were moments yeah. in this game where I got. Super concerned with the way the Celtics were responding. It, whether it was complaining to officials, uh, or just getting smashed to the ground like Grant did on one play by Stuart there, and Smart getting into a little scuffle with him. Ben and Smart, I, a love that. Was I love I love getting into your, his Your head. boy, your right. boy
2: Beef Stew was on one today. Beef Stew, oh man. yeah, he was playing a body into
0: them.
1: Beef Stew versus Smart would have been that's like a uh, dinosaur versus like Godzilla. You know what I mean? That, that's a big. Uh... Big match, that'd be a big fight.
0: How do you what's feel, that, Jimmy, about how they respond to physicality? Exactly, that's
1: a title.
0: UFC, how do you feel? Jimmy? That pay per view
2: thing was the, the, the one yes. that they got the uh, the, the retired boxers on. They should they should
0: have, oh, yeah, team in the ring. <laughs> yeah. that's that's yeah. this team, I know it's an outlier now because they pretty much say we're gonna foul as often as we can here, and it hurt them in the end. Cade got into the trouble, and other guys did too. Technicals situations like that Diallo got thrown out on ridiculous that was called by the officials oh who knows how that's won the game too Uh, because he was rolling early and they just makes that little incidental contact with the ref maybe leans into him too much there but the refs definitely I know neither side love the officiating here but they ended up laying into it on Detroit a little bit for the physicality that they try to play with and that bailed out the Celtics a little bit because I didn't think they were responding well to the way the Pistons were playing them early we saw it last week obviously it led to an upset win
3: yeah, and Bobby, you you touched on it a, a, a minute ago, and I I, th- I think there's a lot of truth to this, and that is, Detroit played a style that clearly gave the Celtics some some problems, that physicality. And if you're lo- if you are a team that knows you're probably going to see the Celtics down the road, you're going to take a mental note of that, and you're probably going to look at ways that you can be even more physical than you normally are. That's what uh, I'm thinking. Because your thinking is that that's a way that you can frankly take them out of their game, get them off off rhythm, uh, and 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 again the, the little you know kerfuffle between Marcus Smart and, and, and Isaiah Stewart um, Beef Stew, that was an
0: example. That was Beef an example stew. Of of What experience. can
3: happen when the level of physicality
0: gets under your skin? They're schedule. playing this game again in like two weeks too. This is awesome. Can't I love wait. This <laughs>
3: Can't wait. This is. I mean, the, Detroit. To Detroit's credit, what they're doing is they're playing the style that gives them a chance to compete and win games. They're not going to beat you with shot making. They're not going to beat you with, with great ball movement and dominant play around the basket. They're going to beat you by doing just that beating you. They're physical. They're strong. They they're the type of team that you don't want to play because you know, you are literally in for a fight that game. And uh, again, I, I understand why they do it. when I was in Detroit, Uh, Rick Carlisle, who's now in Indiana, his first team that he had in Detroit, they weren't very good, but they made every game a slugfest. They won games where the winning team would score like 85, 87, 88 points. Uh, And they did that simply because that was the only way they could compete. And I think Detroit, the lights are going on for them that we're not going to beat this Celtics team by just running our normal stuff. We've got to literally beat them up. And if you're Boston, and if you're other teams, You've got to find you've got to stick with what you know works. You are a shot making, defensive-minded, solid rebounding team that relies on ball movement, relies on guys getting to spots, making the most of those of those open to lightly contested shots, and getting a little bit of juice off your bench. Tonight, that little juice
1: is painting pressure. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you guys what? agree I, I tweeted this? I think the Pistons are are much better than their record shows.
2: Oh, that's yeah. Because,
0: that's
1: because they're so, I, I don't know if people. That's <laughs> why.
2: That's what, like, what Manis was trying to make, the point he was trying to make. But, you know, Scout. They're a young
1: team, not necessarily a bad team. So, they're improving throughout the season, making them better now. And they've been hurt. And they were, like, when they started the year and they were just losing games a lot. Like, they have a lot of inexperience. But, I mean, man, some of those young guys are talented as hell. Cunningham is, you know, in the running for rookie oh, of the man. year. And
0: former coach of the year, too, in Dwayne Casey. Right. Right so, before he got fired. Yep. I remember. Sure. <laughs> so.
1: So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for the Celtics, but, I mean, they're playing a tougher team than what the record shows, for sure. And, well, this is a team that
3: just knocked off Cleveland.
1: Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. well, they're, they're failing a themselves, right. That was a huge win. And so, I think look comfortable out there, especially in the first half. They really set the tone, I thought. So,
0: yeah. was he the best player out there today? Because oh. he – Cade Cunningham. Because he goes yeah. out there – he scores like six straight points to start the fourth, gets a couple I of like, assists to Bagley. He had that if, full pet court Bobby, pass. if we we're,
3: if were talking about the best player in a half-court game, maybe. Just maybe. But Kane is a horrible defender. And I I, I love watching him play, but, I mean, he's brutal. He's yeah. brutal. Right now,
0: yeah, it's definitely an area where he needs to improve. He had the foul I think, trouble. I think he,
3: yeah, I think he will get better. But let's not pretend as if his defensive struggles were because of foul trouble. He was getting smoked when he had one and two fouls. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've watched him play enough to where it's obvious as anything that defense is not his forte now. Now, can he get better? Yes. Will he get better? I believe he will. But right now, I mean, he's, he just looks like a guy that when you step on the floor, you know there's going to be a two- to three-minute stretch where you are going to go exclusively at him. And they did. Well, that that's how they that's won a, the game. That's exactly And then they what tried, to, say, switch yeah. off, um, then they tried to switch him off to the guard Peyton. And all mm-hmm. Peyton did was gave him a pump fake. He jumps about a good 40 feet, 40 inches in the air. Peyton puts it on the floor. Finds mm-hmm. Tatum for a wide open dunk. He has to get better. That that's to me, if if you're if you Are the Pistons and I? We're spending way too much time
0: talking about the Pistons, by the way.
3: Um,
1: you know, we got to give them some
0: love. Hey, this is this is like the story of the second half. They're playing them four times in a month here. It's almost like a playoff series within the season, but it's so. I thought, well,
2: the back and forth it sort of felt like it, but no, I mean, to Sherrod's point, I I felt like he's got a good job of, of, you know going at him in that second half they knew exactly where the weak the weak spot was and give credit to Al Horford because he played a hell of a game as well i mean on both Yeah games. he kind of had a but low then, key good one Joshua. so you right Yeah on the switches like he, he stepped he, up he big the right? zone, you know like you know, he he made he may throw out that, that that closing lineup because you had to stick with Al you know white wasn't giving you much he was doing a, a lot of that dirty work on the defensive end switching up with the guards and such you know i i thought it was a, it was a great great game for for Horford but yeah i mean Shout out to the Celtics because they, they knew exactly who to attack, and uh, and the pistons sort of fell for it, right? I mean, i I, but yeah. I hate
3: the one thing I did hate was that Al played 37 minutes, uh, because you nah. literally know that you're not getting squat from him the next game, uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and tomorrow,
2: tomorrow's a nice uh, yeah. you know night, you know, that all star break did did him, some, did him some good, though. Al looks he looks more. It's looks bouncier ever since he got back from the All-Star break, in my opinion. So I've read this a lot this here, along yeah.
0: in the comments Like He almost Tice played play. 40
2: today, though. That's true.
0: He almost played 40. I, I don't care about the fact that Tice isn't playing. I don't care about the fact they have a tight rotation because it's leading to success right here. And I think everyone's freaking out that there's going to be an injury or something because of it. Listen, you're blowing out a lot of teams, so you're getting rest in the fourth quarter. You'll have some off days here and there. You know you got a back-to-back right now, but... You don't want to just reel back on a guy's minutes for the hell of it or go one deeper into the rotation just to mix things up because this is working for them right now. And they're on this string of 20-plus games where it's working so well. Why would you change it? It took them it?
2: a long time to get here too, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah that's, you, that's This really is your
0: playoff play. rotation, right? You're going to you're gonna play like this for two months in about a month from now, a month right. and a half, whatever it is. So just start doing it now. These guys can handle it, especially the younger guys. You might be right, though, Sherrod Horford, that's a little high. And I think about, you know, having Tice back is next the, their next
3: game is exactly why you want to have a Daniel Tice around. Yeah, Al yeah. played 37 <clears throat> minutes. I, I'm convinced that if they didn't have Daniel Tice around, they would have been reluctant to play Al as much as they did today. Because you know that you would, in fear, you'd need him for the, your next game. But when you have Daniel Tice, he really is an insurance policy for if they have to extend one of their bigs more than they would want to or if one of their bigs gets hurt. A guy that you know understands what you're trying to run, he understands the personnel, and he's not going to trip if he has to sit two or three games on the bench. He's not going to get up in Emi's face and say, Emi, why are you not him? Why are you not blaming? That's not who he is. Remember, he was friendly. he was in Houston playing, you know, watching the game with the kiddies, catching yeah. L after L after L. So Daniel's good. <laughs> Nothing really that can feel
0: worse than that, yeah.
2: Yeah, he's really happy to be back.
0: Yeah, he's, he's happy to we'll be back. <laughs> he's he's a better version of Ennis, but he's gonna play the same role that Ennis did, and that was most nights sitting out and watching because. All right. Listen, he's a fine defender. He can switch. He can do some of the things they want to do out there, but he's also gonna follow a ton and. He's not as physical and as you know imposing of a presence around the rim as Al and Rob are and right now they're essentially splitting those center minutes. You right, probably lean in one direction or the other. Yeah, he's a great backup yeah. to have in that spot. And you know, he's yeah. salary in the offseason that you can use in a potential deal if you want to go in that direction. And it got, as most fans wanted, Schroeder's behind out of here down to Houston, and they're enjoying <laughs> him a <Ooh>. lot. But <laughs> That oh, has been a going to so far. I have heard
2: anything about Schroeder. I've heard about him. He's playing okay. Been, they, they're enjoying him down Richardson. there. We've heard from, you know. He's, he's, playing, he's playing from better heard. than our friends
1: in San Antonio are, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, he had a seven much. assist. Damn. Damn.
1: I feel bad
3: yes. for Josh Richardson, man, because all he did was just play some of the best basketball of his career. And you got and you to deal with Pops now.
0: right? He's, he's not playing, playing, which is weird. It is weird he's not
1: playing. I mean – I guess.
0: Like, is he too
2: good? Are
1: they going to try, try to flip them? I guess? Yeah, you, I
2: think that I, I think that they're, they're, they're waving the white flag. I think that's what they're doing down there.
1: Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. And it's not just basketball, okay? BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts.
2: Yeah,
0: so.
1: they might as well. <laughs> he might be a. He might be a. Tra-
0: so he'll be on a good team next year. Yeah. yeah oh, sure. You think so?
2: I team. think they might. He might stay there. No, we got another year on that contract. I want to be shocked to keep him around.
0: I think no. They'll move they him. want to play young guys. You think so that's why yeah. he's not playing right now. And Romeo him get a first form. a whole different story.
2: Well, yeah, I figured they want to tank the rest of the season with them. You know, come next year, but yeah, you might be. They really want to play young that. guys not named Romeo. They're Put years away. Wow. Put it that way. <laughs> then what's the point of having him? Play Romeo.
1: Point of having him was literally to match contracts. It's pretty evident. Yeah, was, it, it was
2: should, Let's out. put let's put Bobby on a uh, Romeo watch. actually put John on Romeo.
1: John's watch. John's always on John
2: Romeo watch. I might as watch, well.
1: John Romeo's going to be playing in uh Serbia in like 5 years. John's gonna be like Romeo dropped 20 tonight. I know he can still John, play. I know he can still play.
2: John refreshes his game log every day, every day. <laughs>
3: yeah. Unbelievable, him, my guy. I still love Romeo.
1: I got love for Romeo. Hey, so hey, what? Luck to him. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he plays. Never mind plays well. Just play. Get out there.
0: Yeah. What else do we want to hit on from this game here? I guess Tatum's an interesting one. Looking at when you guys his said sports. you didn't think
1: Tatum or Brown played well today. That was a little surprising. I thought that Tatum played all right. I mean, Brown I, I, hit. Yeah, I no
0: love
2: I love Tatum's game today, especially in the first half when the uh, the, the well balanced started five, five 10 yeah, yeah, he was getting to the rim easy. <clears throat> he was getting to the free throw line more often. What did he put up? Eight, six of eight today. I, I want to see, especially against teams like Detroit, man. He should be going to the free throw line at least ten times. Like, I, give me like, you know, like eight of ten or nine of twelve, something like that. Like, let's let's see him try to ramp that up between now and the postseason because I I think that's that's what what makes a thirty point night for Tatum a breeze. You know, he gets there so easily, and you know what he's capable of. In the right. fourth quarter, if he gets hot. so. But, yeah, I mean, Jalen was, was pretty ice cold, but he hit some big ones down the stretch. But, yeah, I thought they were all right. Yeah, there. he got to the hoop
1: there late in the fourth, probably got fouled. But, I mean, I thought that they did just enough. I mean, you look at the box score, that might tell a different story. It probably looks like they, points-wise, anyways, played better than what you guys are saying. But they did – this was a game where everybody just kind of – it was all hands on deck. Like, they just kind of had to, like, trudge through this game, and they pulled out the W. So, I think a couple months ago, they don't pull out the W. So, in that sense – you know they, you know they got the job done, but was it pretty? No, I mean sometimes they make it. You know J- Jalen and Jason, they make it a, a lot harder than, than it needs to be out there. I think like it doesn't, no. some cases, it doesn't look like it comes easy
0: to them. You know what I mean? Like a thousand percent. And yeah. he, you want to see him put it all together in a game because it's nice that when he's shots off, as it was in the second half, he can close passing the ball and making the right plays, and that's really been. What swung their fortune in a lot of these close Mm -hmm. games late is his ability to get downhill, move the ball to the perimeter, reset himself, and run some great actions in these spots. Uh, Mm -hmm. The problem is is that he's just still so ice cold as a shooter right now. In the paint, I think he's been excellent. Defensively, he's blowing up plays, and he's starting to run a lot more. I think my favorite thing that he said all year is that we're embracing those go-ahead passes. Just make a go-ahead pass wherever you can. And that's been the mantra of the team to get this transition game going. And we weren't sure if he was ever going to embrace that because he's such a slow, methodical player in the half court. Now he's embracing those breakout opportunities, which has been good for him because as a shooter, as a step back guy, as a mid range guy, it, it's still not there for him this year. I mean, where do you go after that five for 10 start? That would put him at three of 11 for the rest of the game started three of five from three. So he goes one of four the rest of the way. So he was just cold, close this game and he makes up for it with other in other ways which is good but if he's gonna have to rise to you know top 15 10 player status in the playoffs this year to win some series he's gonna have to bring that volume scoring too and do it efficiently
3: but the bobby the point that you just made though is i I think it speaks to why i'm not as worried about what he's going to bring to the table in the playoffs because he's finally figured out ways to impact the game other than scoring the ball his passing was very good today Uh, i just again when i when i When I said he didn't play well, I didn't. I specifically speaking about his shooting. Yeah, his shooting was not very good. I thought he missed way too many shots that he should be knocking down. His passing was really good, and his rebounding has been at a career high level all season
0: long. But and I'm curious, Sherrod, what what leads to a season like this for him? Where I mean, he's like a 38% three point shooter. He's been low thirties all year.
3: Well, I think there are two things that lead to a season like this. First and foremost it's the role that you're asking him to play. Remember, last year, even though he was counted to do more – you had Kimball Walker around. So you had another established veteran all-star face of the franchise type of guy around. And obviously before that, he had multiple guys who were in that role as he was kind of ascending. So you have that. The other thing you got is the fact that he's being asked to do something that he's never been really asked to do before. And that is to be a playmaker, to actually put your ability to get buckets, not to the side, but just put it on a shelf for now, but with an arm's reach and get other guys shots and, and do that. that takes time because one of the things that I've noticed about Tatum that I think he's doing a better job with now is he's just playing. He's not thinking about what he needs to do to play. He's just actually playing. And I think early on he was kind of in that limbo world where should I pass? Should I shoot? I'm just going to shoot and I'm just going to keep shooting. And now he's found the happy medium between facilitator and bucket getter. And that to me is why he's, trending in the right direction, and that to me is why the Celtics are not a team you want to see in the playoffs because their best player is actually getting better at becoming an all-around high-impact player. And his defense, you know, I think we sometimes forget that Tatum, his first opportunities to get on the floor were in large part because of what he did at the defensive end of the floor. He wasn't getting a lot of he was using that length to make sure that he had an opportunity to compete and play on the floor when you had the Kyrie Irvings and the you know, the the Gordon Haywards and those guys who were established carry more of the offensive load. And that defensive basis, that defensive foundation, is we're starting to see that come to fruition a little bit more on a day-in, day-out basis now because that's what they need from him. And so, again, I think all of those things are like kind of firing – the factor into why Tatum got off to a slow start and his numbers aren't as good as we've seen in the past. But if you look at again during this stretch where they've been basically the best team in the NBA, um, he's starting to do a little bit of everything uh to be to be impactful. And that again, I think is a major concern if you got to see the Celtics in the playoffs when their best player is
2: trending in that direction.
0: Just wait, what do you got on him?
2: Yeah, no, that was that was well said, Sean. I, I just wanted to add that. I feel like a lot of the time was because he didn't know that just changing what he was doing in his approach was going to have a ripple effect. And I felt like a lot of the time, especially early in the season, he would think, okay, give me the rock and I'll just take over. I have to take over. And even when he didn't take over, I mean, even when he did take over, sometimes it, they would still lose. And you could see the frustration in Tatum in his post-game comments and people asking, well, what's going on? What's, you know, what's wrong? And it was his approach all along, you know? And that's something I think May has been trying to you know, transform and, you know, out of Tatum that's going to be best for the, for the entire team, but not, all, not only in the long run, but also going to help him, you know, get easier buckets and get, get easier looks. And then I feel like the rest of the team is also following his lead, and especially someone like Jalen Brown, who also sort of had a similar approach, I felt like, but now he's starting to see – he's starting to pick his spots when he knows that he has to attack, and he's starting to pick his spots when he knows that it's time to lock down and defend. And I think both of those things weren't happening every single night, and now they are. So that's been huge for this team
1: we kind of we kind of hit hinted or hit on this a tiny bit last show but this comment makes me want to bring it up again for Sherrod if he's uh, if he's with us which he is Sherrod, compare us meaning the celtics to the 2004 pistons
2: oh, oh, man. how are you going to do that, that man
1: i mean like this is just i mean i'm not i'm for the record this isn't my comment somebody's just wondering it doesn't mean that no, they are comparable you can say they aren't but i mean maybe there's something there <laughs>
3: There's some similarities there. There there are. The the biggest similarity, I would say, is that they have a very high-level elite team defense. Uh, The the one difference, I will say, is that Detroit had um, multiple top-shelf individual defenders. I mean, Ben Wallace was a multiple... Defensive Player of the Year award winner. Tayshaun Prince was one of the few guys who could actually, you certainly, you're not shutting down Kobe, but he made life tougher for Kobe than most. Uh, and the rest of the guys were just really good team defenders. You've got Marcus Smart for the Celtics, but beyond that, I don't know if you have that elite all-around yeah. individual defender. The closest you've got to that is, is you know, is Time Lord. Uh, and yeah. Al, Al's a good defender as well, but I, I think the, the biggest difference is that t- ain't no Ben this,
0: Wallace
2: though.
3: The Celtics are a better offensive <laughs> team and have more offensive firepower than that Detroit team did. The, are Detroit, the Celtics a physical and team. Younger.
2: Celtics are a lot younger. They're starting to be, I think, right. Troy.
3: The Detroit team was more physical. That that's yeah,
0: that might be that, an era that, thing too, though. It's harder to be physical Well, now. It's, it's an era yeah, thing, but
3: it's also calls. a personnel thing. I mean, even a guy yeah. – like, when people think of them being physical, they think of guys like Ben Wallace. But in the backcourt, they had a former Celtic, Mike James, who was a physical, in-your-face, oh, yes. line to guess. inline defender. They had Lindsey Hunter, who was another inline line to in defender in the backcourt. And so they they had – and Corliss Williamson, oh, Darvin, Ham, oh. they
1: had guys they who had were guys. real I – mean, You didn't even physical. mention Rip. Rip was all over the place too.
3: Well, Rip wasn't like – a great defender, but he, no. he was kinda like he was exactly. a guy that could use his length to dis- to disrupt you and he used his mouth to, yeah. to get in your head. And, and he um, would I tire you mask. out. He would tire he you out. I did it. Absolutely. And he rip used to, rip used to keep his nails a little bit longer than most people. So a- if you get sliced up at, Man, at some giant. point in the game, what was his I knew? Rip I remember hearing that
0: they're
1: bodies were just bleeding after because i mean it was so like
0: wolverine
3: gone. it was like it was like being guarded by wolverine out there
0: sometimes it is pretty cool that the piston because they've gone down this route multiple times it was like the bad boys then that team and now they're trying again to do that whole physicality it bang to the ground follow with, a ton and, yeah. and it works there yeah they, they have an interesting team up and coming but, here and you were right to start the show jimmy they stink but they stink and they're getting much better much faster yeah
3: well, the, 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 the way the league is now, you can't be anywhere close to being physical as they were back in the early 2000s. It, it just won't fly. I think the Celtics for the most part are doing a good job of maintaining some semblance of physicality. But again, I, I I still think that there's a gear or two defensively that they need to get to from a physicality standpoint, if they're going to have significant success, they do a great job of being in the right places defensively. They do a great job of switching, But you never really feel with consistency that other teams are physically feeling them. Um, You you don't see the hard fouls. You don't see the the closeouts. You don't see the perimeter block shots, uh, which I think are just, those are such psychological blows that when you're a jump shooter and someone's blocking your shot from 20, 21 feet away, you are going to remember that the next time you you look the raise up.
0: I love this conversation because it's, it's going to tell us a lot about where this team's going. But yeah. first, I do want to let Jimmy tell you about oh. Coda.io. These teams are trying yeah. to make themselves better. Yeah, why would
2: you cut off Sherrod listen, play? that's
0: that's Jimmy. That's the pass
3: with
2: three the seconds left on the shot clock. Oh my God. Away, Jimmy.
1: I'm about to take like a falling out of bounds shot right now. That's going <laughs> to screw up. Jimmy was just...
2: She Let was me. Back in two thousand four, and now Bobby's just like, "Oh, wake up, bro! Wake up!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Bobby with the
3: corner pass for three seconds of the shot clock. Like, Jimmy, go. Shiraz, Shiraz Let me, Jimmy, down, like, Jimmy. I'll get.
0: I'll, I'll no get started for you, Jimmy. This no, no, Pistons team—they're trying to make it themselves better, but Coda—they're gonna make your team better, right? Ooh, there
1: you, go. you know what? I'll I'll take it one step further. It kind of feels like the Celtics might be using Coda, and I—you know—I said mm. that last time, but they're kind of on the same page right now. So that's kind of what Coda does for you. If, if you know, right now, the way things are in the world, a lot of people are working remotely. You know, you're going back and forth with people on your team. You might be a big company, you might be a small business. It doesn't matter. What Coda basically does is incorporates all the different apps and spreadsheets, tables, charts, all those things, groups them all together and makes them, um, you know, basically anyone on your team can access them all at the same time. So you're you're on the same quote unquote page, even if you're not in the same it's like the cloud yeah exactly it's a little bit of cloud stuff so what coda does and if you go to coda.io garden you can start this uh for free what coda does is essentially brings uh you know brings your team together when you can't be together and allows you guys to stay on the same page it streamlines everything it's all synced up um no more relying on copying and pasting and all that garbage that slows things up confuses people um so with coda you can solve for just about anything and right now You can get started having your team all working together on the same page for free. So head over to Coda.io slash garden. That's Coda.io slash garden for free. Guys, I think that read was a little bit better than the first one I did. Well um, done, Jimmy. yeah. Go well, back to your regularly scheduled programming now. Um, but yeah, honestly, I I, I did go – honestly, guys, just go to the website. It's pretty cool. I actually did go to it because I was like, what the hell is this thing? And um, it's legit. Like, and there's a lot of big companies using it. And <laughs>
0: what the hell is this
1: thing? It explains exactly. Like, they've got little, you know, YouTube that kind of explains what they do. And That's it, it why is really you got to cool.
0: try it for free. There's nothing to lose. You can is. just go
1: there, try it for free. You can design your own pretty much website by using it. And um, it's cool. So corner.io. Give
0: don't yeah, forget, we're for on Discord aye, as well. Right on the Discord. That, Jimmy, I see okay. slash Discord. Oh, yeah. It. Don't Join forget our about our Discord. Discord, too.
2: I think the see, real see. question is, Sharad. there's the 04 Pistons. There's the, I want to say, 79 or 78 Sonics. Excuse me if I'm getting this wrong. The only two teams or one of the few teams to ever win a championship uh, without one of the top 75 players. Could the Celtics be the third team? Can the 22 Celtics be the third team? win a championship without having one of those top 25 players.
3: Yeah. I mean you, you but they're gonna need some breaks along the way, obviously. But when you look at the teams that we view in this you know iconic, you know, dynasty-like uh um, you know frame, like Golden State, for example, they went through an entire postseason where they did not play a single team that had their regular starting point guard for the duration of the series. Uh so you're gonna need some breaks no matter how talented you are in order to be the last team standing. And the Celtics are no different. But Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that they're doing now, I will say this, is that they have shown a willingness and ability to compete night in and night out. And even though this Detroit game was not one of their better games, you never got the sense that they weren't competing. Uh, And and to me, you can't win a championship unless you have a high level of competitiveness within your DNA. And they have that. It just took them a little longer than most people thought it should before we could see that. But it's, it's pretty clear and evident that, you know, they show up in a building. They're not just showing up in the building. They came to show out, and they came to compete. And that's what you want. That's the kind of foundation that you have to build. You know, and, and we haven't talked much about it, but when we talked earlier about Tatum and, and just kind of how his role has changed, you start going down this whole roster, damn near every player on this team who was back from last year has a different role. And when your are What role about Brown?
0: Th- I, I, I want to talk a little bit about Brown because- I still don't really know what his role is in all of this. And I, I like some of the things he does, especially early in this game. When the lid's sealed on that rim, he goes out there and uh, kicks it off. And the physicality factor, I feel like he's the guy, especially offensively, is the most physical player on this team. But when it comes to half-court situations in games that are going to be played at a slower pace in the postseason, that's still the box that this team has to check off. And he especially, I think, not having the ball in his hands a ton, turning the ball over in spots when he has to make the quicker decisions. Thought he was great in Brooklyn. I think he's a guy who consistently ramps the pace up on this group, but it's it's not always consistent from him. But that's the that's the thing right there, Bobby. He consistently ramps up the pace. He's your
3: guy that can get you buckets in transition. He's the physical guy who can get you buckets in transition. And we were talking earlier about how this team defensively needs to be a little more physical. Offensively. They need to be a little bit more physical. That's why a guy like Derek White, for example, is a godsend for them because he's someone who is going to attack the rim. He's someone who can finish at the rim. And, and Jalen is your best option in that regard. Uh, and and from, you know, you look at how his game has evolved. He's he has to be your first or second best scorer night in and night out. Uh, he has to be that guy. And whether that comes in transition whether it comes in corner threes, whether it comes in wing threes, he has to put his imprint on the game offensively. And that's the role he has to play. Uh, His defense, I think it's been okay. I don't think it's been great. Um, But if he's exceptional in those other areas, knocking down shots, getting out of transition, scoring, that is going to be the role that he has to play in order for this team to be all that it can be.
0: Where you at on him, Jimmy?
1: Jalen, I'm up and down, but recently I've been more up. I think just overall that's probably because of the team's success and he's been a huge part of it. Um, I kind of agree with a lot of what Sherrod said. Um, I would like to see a little bit more consistency, more physicality. I mean, his athleticism is off the charts. I mean, that's the first thing that jumped out about him to everybody when he joined the team. The knock on him was a shooting. So he's gone to lengths to try to improve that, credit to him. But I feel like that's almost come at – like the expense of his athleticism a little bit. You know, he's almost sometimes relying a little bit too much on the shot. Um, and I'd like to see him get a little bit more physical. Now, I'm not saying this game specifically, but just overall, um, there's those situations where we talk about Tatum, you know, how he, how he needs to get to the line. I think Brown should be getting to the line just as much, just the way he's a sl- kind of a – be a little bit more of a slasher in there. But um, yeah, he, has the, he has the gifts. He has the physical gifts to be good on both ends of the court, very good on both ends of the court.
2: Defensive yeah, yeah. right. <clears throat> No, I was just gonna say, I, I think especially when when it's a marquee matchup, I, I think he tends to sort of when he's focused on on the defensive side of things, he'll tend to lean on that three point shot. You know, so he'll look for that open look instead of being more aggressive. So I, I I'm, I'm with you on that, Bobby. I feel like I, I like to see that more often. Him try try to be more not sort of force the issue, but just be more assertive. Um, but I think this is all sort of his learning curve, right? I, I feel like he's really uh, evolved throughout the past couple of months. And ever since he's come back, you know, from, what was it, COVID or, or, or the injury? The hamstring, um, yeah. The hamstring, that's right. Um, he's been just sort of trying to mesh back in and be the best version of himself. And I think this is that transitional period where he's going to put it all together. You know, look, he put – this was a, a, a quiet 27 points, you know, tonight today against the Pistons, but I think a lot of that had to do with those 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 shots down the stretch, you know, it, it sort of felt like he was approaching 20, and all of a sudden he was over or closer to 30. But that's because sometimes he he, he has those really quiet offensive nights because you know what, what he's doing defensively, and, and he sort of sprinkles those shots here and there throughout the course of the game. Whereas someone like Tatum might go off for like 12, you know, 13 points in one quarter, and Jalen doesn't do that all, all the time, you know.
0: But yeah, and I'm I'm solid nitp- though. He's been solid. I'm nitpicking here up and down the board with this group because like we just talked about in the last segment there. The aspirations for this group are higher now, as they should be, right? We came into the year with, I'd say, mellow expectations for them. Our expectations dropped to the floor when they started struggling. And now you have two guys like this, plus this defense, uh, plus the ball movement that they're flashing, all the different things we talked about after that Brooklyn game. This group can go far, and they should be expected to go far, especially if they're healthy and together. And in a game like this, where some of the things Detroit – did against you are things you're going to see in the playoffs slowing the pace down being more physical uh forcing mistakes and even some calls going against you which obviously the celtics had to deal with at points in this one i didn't love where they were around the second quarter going into halftime and even for much of the third quarter there but for them to answer in the fourth and blow the pistons away and execute possession by possession down the stretch it's another Step in the right direction for this group, and just the consistency that they're playing with to win this many games over this long of a stretch. Now, now we're talking eighteen out of twenty-three. The expectations got to go up for this group. So Tatum Brown, especially as the leaders of this team, they had good games today. They're both going to have to be great to go all the way in the East. And you know that's where I'm at. What would you feel is a good successful season for this group now, Jimmy?
1: Okay, I just wanted to finish my thought before we transition. That I think I think what you're also starting to see a little bit is Tatum kind of maybe distancing himself a little bit from Brown. Not, I just mean, like, in terms of talent. Like, it almost yes. feels like we always talk about Tatum and Brown, Tatum and Brown. Well, maybe it's maybe it's Tatum and then Brown, you know what I mean, sort of thing. So uh, I think we're starting to see that. And I think a lot of people thought that It should be both,
0: though. It should be.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think it's okay if it's generally understood that Tatum is better than Brown. But that doesn't mean that Brown isn't good, but they just kind of – maybe falling into this line here of, of talent and roles, I guess you could say like, if you have some, some teams or, you know, are are successful when there's a definite, you know, go-to guy um, that you kind of lean towards, you know, and that doesn't mean that they don't turn to Brown for any reason or at any time, but there's almost like, okay, like give it to this guy and, and, you know, see what happens sort of thing with Tatum.
0: You guys agree with that or
1: no? Like, is there, are they starting to, is Tatum starting to sort
0: of? I think his role is more I think than so. I think No, I'm so with you, Jimmy. He's going to have yeah. the ball a lot, but go ahead, Josue. No,
2: I agree with that, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I think he's sort of – Right, I'm not – Alpha, right. you know, right. and, and and I think that a lot of the conversation that these two have had, I'm sure they touched you know, touched upon that conversation, that topic, uh, they're not going to go to the media and be like, "Yeah." I don't you know, think I totally...
0: that's how Brown feels. But I don't think, but no. Nor Bobby, should he, but it doesn't
2: matter how he feels. I mean, I'm just saying right, like, I don't, that it's just I don't, facts. I don't look at it as, oh, you know, you're, you're a step below or you're, you know, Tatum's a, is, is above you, which that means this, 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 that, and the other. I don't think it affects what Jalen should be doing at all or his approach. I just think it's an observation from afar. And look, Jalen could, or, or, or Jalen could say, um, you know that, that that's not true and, and bounce back next season and and maybe he you know the all-star the all-star snub maybe did bother him a bit and maybe that'll motivate him but i don't think that he he has to say oh i'm 1a to him with 1b like i i think Tatum's ascension is beneficial for everyone so i don't think it's necessarily getting in the way of, of what Jalen needs to do for this team i guess what i'm trying to
0: say mm-hmm. No, it doesn't, and their roles will be different. I'm just wondering where Brown fits in consistently. You've been talking about this forever, Joe Sway. He can't get lost in games, and he's not right now. I'm not saying that he's out of the mix or he's not getting the ball enough. He certainly took 24 shots in this one, uh, which is quite a bit, and he's doing that game in and game out. Yeah, he used to not do
2: that. He used to, yeah.
0: And they're passing each other more, which has been a constant over the last two (laughs) quarters of the season. There's a good connection between them still. I, I just feel like these two... Remember the Philly game where Brown was getting the looks early because he had the worst assignment, and you basically were able to get that massive first quarter out of him, then use him as the diversion and get Tatum going? There should be more of these two making each other better and playing off each other. Because, yes, Jimmy, you're right. Tatum's better. He's separated himself at this point, I think, and that's That's why he has the ball a lot more. Separated, but But... They're both good enough to where they both need to be involved. They got to be one A and one B. It can't be one and two. And Brown's uh, rung below him with the Grants and the Smarts and the Whites of the world. Uh, these two oh, got to yeah. be two pillars, like they talk about. That's the phrase that they use Sharon. Yeah,
3: yeah, it, it is. It's very common phrase they use, and and it's it's easy to point to them as being those guys because of what they do on a night in night out basis and and their ability but it's another thing when you embrace that truth Uh, I'm not sure they necessarily uh view one another as equal I think there are nights where Jalen is better than Tatum and Tatum has to recognize on those nights when I need to get it to the guy who's playing better right now and more nights than not Tatum is going to be that guy And I think Jalen is is getting more comfortable with the idea that I'm still nice. I'm still going to get my points. But Tatum, he kind of has it going on right now. I mean, the other night when Tatum had one of the more quiet 30-point games I think you'll ever see in NBA history, I remember he had 18 points, and I started packing up my stuff, come look back up, and he's got 25, 27 points just like that. We saw something similar to that tonight where Tatum scored, like, eight in a row, and he did it in, like, no time. Like, you know, a layup, a three-pointer, and it was a a minute
0: 20. Yeah, yeah.
3: and and, that's the scary part about Jason Tatum if you're playing the Boston Celtics. Not only is he someone who has the ability to score, he has the ability to score in little to no time, and he now has a team around him who understands better than they did earlier this season how to get him the ball in those moments and when to ride the hot hand. Marcus Smart, even though he, he was two for seven shooting, he made a couple of really smart early in the shot clock passes to Tatum, who quickly put points on the board. Little things like that, that don't necessarily show up in the stat sheet or the final book, are why this team is so much better now. There's a higher level of trust, there's a better understanding of what each and everyone can do to win. And at the end of the day, they're competing. And that's the one thing about this team that, and again, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record for saying this. That's the one thing about them that gives them a chance to be anyone and everyone that they see in the East come playoff time. They're going to compete. And I don't believe that's the case for all the teams that are going to get into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, these two, they're on par, as the comment says here, with some of the great duos in the league. And you can't under emphasize that. MVP
1: ish right now, though.
0: He is. But Tatum at his peak, I think, can get there eventually. And that's why the Bulls are the one seed and the Celtics are where are they at this right. point? Somewhere between four and six. So yeah. there still are Estuans in the East. I think when everybody's healthy in the East, there's still a stack of teams at the top that probably scare you if you're the Celtics running into them. I don't I did a video on this in Brooklyn. I don't know if Brooklyn's in that camp. I just they're so far from being healthy. I know if they're healthy and it all comes together, they'll be a scary team. But, it, like, there's 20 games left, and they're not even close, It felt it feels like. So I got to see it with them. Philly, though. Should we talk about this real quick before we get out of here? I don't know if any of you guys caught it, but Harden and B play together for the first time. Ooh, and, uh, man. They, oh, I caught that. last night. Philly tomorrow. They,
1: Philly's playing at noon tomorrow. Everyone's going to get a good look. They're, they're at MSG, so that'll be a fun
0: one to watch. I want to say when they were on the floor together, they posted a 144 offensive rating against the Timberwolves. That's not surprising. Wow. So that, that could end yeah. up being the scary team in the East. And you know, what's I, even scarier the fact that they had 25 free throws at the half.
3: Yeah. That's the team that you were hoping oh. will have to go through Miami or Milwaukee or one of those other teams that gives you problems. And maybe they can give the Sixers problems, but right now, Philadelphia. It was a great at first. It was a great opening act, opening salvo thrown out there by James Harden and, and Embiid. But I'm not convinced that that is sustainable. Uh, I'm not convinced, and that and the reason I'm not convinced is because the talent I don't question. It's the commitment to doing the little things to win. I do question. Joel Embiid has bought into that. I'm not sure James Harden is going to buy into that. There were some
0: well. ball stopping moments. that so were. Yeah,
3: and and that to me is 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 where it's going to get a little bit tricky for Joel because you know there, there are times where, I think back to the Celtics game where they beat the snot out of, of, of Philly, and Joel didn't score his first basket until the second quarter, halfway through the second quarter. Is he go, is 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 Harden going to be able to play well enough to where you can have a stretch like that and it did not crush your team the way it did? Or will Harden just start looking to just jack up any and every shot? Or he will overfeed it to Joel? That's the other thing that we don't really talk about. Harden is a great passer. But if he knows he's on the floor with, I mean, no disrespect to Matisse Thybul, but I'm not sure that James Harden is looking to get many assists to, to Matisse Tybel. Mm-hmm. Uh And how much is his focus on getting Joel the ball where Joel wanted how much is that going to take away from the team's overall flow offensively? Those are some of the issues that they've got time to work out. Uh, and if you're Doc Rivers, it's a great problem to have. Doc I mean- you know,
0: coached the hell of a game last night, too, putting that the place. Staggering the lineups. Uh, and there were moments where naxi and Harris were taking shots with 10 miles of space and that's what scares me about that those two guys have such gravity and there still are some guys that scare you away from those two there in philly they're going to benefit big time i think maxi shot 12 to 16 in that game Uh, so Sherrod, you're right i think there's questions about Harden, in particular in the playoffs that loom over that team and their ability to inevitably win it all because i think they have the most talent in the nba now uh but the fact that those two can help each other out, sustain each other, let each other play less, uh, probably take less, less of a physical toll on each other, because these are two guys that have had to do everything in the playoffs in the past. Now they don't, and they got a lot of help alongside them. Doc, if he can hit the right buttons there, and he has struggled you know, over the last 10 years or so since that championship to get the most out of some really good teams, mm-hmm. that's another question there, too. But I'm super duper confident in them, just because of the talent level. It is levels and levels above everybody else right now.
1: Well, they also have that—that that, what I think is the most important thing is you got all-star level guard and an all-star level center. And when those two are your two best players, those positions, man, like mm-hmm. that's like the recipe for success over the years. I mean, going—you know—you can just go back 10, 20 years, 30 years, like. Teams that have those two great players typically do pretty well. The difference I think Harden, and I I would imagine he understands this, this is like really his last chance to to really, really win. So uh, I think that he's aware that, you know, they have an opportunity here to win a title. And even last night, I mean, it took 12 shots. Like it wasn't like he was jacking up 25 shots and taking stupid shots. I mean, he, he got open for, you know, he hit his threes. like you And they get so
0: many free throws, Jimmy.
1: Right. Yeah. Their their inside out of the game is, is unreal. I mean, Embiid, to me, right now, is my MVP. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll see how that changes over the next 20 games. But, man, I mean, just the shot of life that's being injected into that team and into that city, I imagine, like with Harden joining them. I mean, like you guys said, I think they're the team to beat right now, and certainly they looked like it last night. I'm excited to see them at Madison Square Garden tomorrow. I think that will be a, a fun one and really get a good look at what they're capable of
2: yeah, I agree, guys. You know, and Embiid and is my is my MVP right now too, for sure. And and I think if you're Philly, you're like bring it on to anybody at this point. I mean, right. the, the the route to the NBA Finals is, is really on on them, right? If they can continue to, or, or at least build off of this momentum and and, and have another, you know, weapon and Harden, someone who's still itching for that championship. You know, you got Doc Rivers to sort of tame everything. You know, I, I like their chances. I just think. Out of all the teams in the East, and I'm not just saying this. Uh, I think the Celtics have a good a, a shot. You know, they could force a Game Seven in the, in the best of seven series. But they're there are one of those teams that I still think you have to say is that's a tough, that's a daunting task
0: for the Celtics, right? I mean, it's a daunting I, I task really wish we got that matchup between them a couple of weeks ago, and the Celtics destroyed them and Harden. We'll was get a the there. We'll get I it think, soon. I think yeah, I think they'll they'll see each other in the playoffs at some point, and it's possible first round just based off how these standings stack up. Uh, we're gonna get out of here because the Celtics. Celtics. First round,
2: they don't want that that, be first round, they
0: don't want that first round smoke. Hopefully, it's not well, the case, but... so the East right now, I just want to take a quick peek because it changes every day. Um, I think the Celtics were six coming into the day now, Philly is games. three,
2: yeah, but they're two games behind Philly, right? So that could be that's a huge So, right win now, win.
0: right now, if a a the
3: it's like a game and a half, something like that, yeah, but, yeah. but, but, but if like the playoff is the one though,
0: right? Yes, obviously, but if right. the playoffs started right now. Celtics and Sixers will be facing off first round. So that's the kind of. I just don't think it's gonna stay that way. No, probably not. Um, but no matter what you do here, you're gonna end up against a really good team. Because let's say you rise up, you can end up seeing Toronto or Brooklyn or an Atlanta team if they end up sneaking in. Or if you stay where you are, it's gonna be one of those Chicago, Miami, Philly teams. Even the Bucks, I'd be terrified of facing the Bucks round one. Uh, Cleveland's probably that sweet spot. I hate to disrespect them because Goodman did it on the network a couple weeks ago and i feel like, did. big time <laughs> I, think, I think his mentions are still blown up a month later but cleveland's probably the team you wouldn't be as scared of it's going like, against even though they've crash. been excellent yeah so yeah, it's, it's gonna be a fun stretch run here it starts tomorrow against the pacers another lottery level team that celtic's gonna be running here, but look out Rodden's back. back Halliburton's Ooh. playing really Ooh. well my guy um, yep this could be another close one. but The Celtics should take care there. of business there.
1: Second night. The second, yeah, second game could
0: of be an L.
2: could be it an L. Something yeah.
0: Schedule, Schedule loss coming could,
1: up. Schedule I'm not, loss. I'm
2: not counting in on it. A couple days.
0: I'm not, I'm not counting on it. We'll see, though. This one today was closer than I expected. I so
2: know.
0: We'll be back roughly 7.30-ish after that game. Another early start. We'll have a lot of early starts coming up in the weeks to come. KG night is looming. One uh, o'clock start it. against the Nets. A week from today in town, so uh, stay tuned for all of that. We'll have it that's all right. at CLNS Media. For everybody asking,
1: for everybody asking, there is a rumor that John may return, make his long-anticipated return to the show tomorrow. So uh, I don't, don't know if that hel- I don't know if that makes you want to tune in or not want to tune in. But <laughs> either way, yeah,
3: Jimmy, I don't you know if that was a good that, thing for you to you put that out there. might
2: pop on no, that's a, See, it's definitely an L now. It's gonna be a fun show. <laughs> Oh, definitely recap, lose. John, make sure he shows up in a couple of days for we're all sure the
1: schedule guys. losses. John is John is scheduled for the shows.
0: One more time, <laughs> go over to coda.com, slash garden try that out for free. Yep. And there's a high probability since it's what, still 3:45 Eastern. Jimmy's gonna hop in the Discord, and start texting <laughs> I'll be with in and out of, out of Discord. This. Oh, or Saturday
2: night day. Discord. I might crack a beer, and get
1: weird on Discord. Who knows? But it's a fun spot. There's actually people in Discord I'm going right out tonight.
0: now. Let's do it. Discord's popping on, right. as
1: we speak, and a lot of people yeah. like to hit over there. And, and I know uh, we get a lot of people these.
0: still in the chat. Yeah, It's not so, so we... fun tonight. It's Saturday it's night.
1: Cnsmedia.com/slash-discord. We've got like 650 people already, or more. I think by now, right around that number. Uh, a couple of days ago, and um, we did um, an audio-only show a couple of days ago. We're going to be scheduling a few more of those in there. Um, And where the fans can actually join up, you know, get up on quote unquote stage and and chat about whatever is really on their mind. Celtics related NBA. Uh, You know, you got girl problems, whatever it is, you know, you can get it out there (laughs) in the discord. So come hang out. It's a good time. Yeah, some advice. Problems. Wow, I yes, see three right shirt. there,
2: dude. <laughs> Jimmy just throws that in there all <laughs> subtle.
0: All right, for A. Sherrod hey, Blakely, Jimmy Piscano. Celtics talk, you know, single, <laughs> you know, whatever you guys want to talk
2: about. You know, you yeah, talk about. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Celtics winners, one 13 104. We'll be Brand back tomorrow.
2: Cedric Maxwell coming out this weekend, real quick, guys. One premiere. I just want to say that. Uh, premiering this weekend, guys.
0: Stay tuned for that. Yep, all right, and, hey, uh, course, you us go going get on? our uh, go get our friend's newsletter. Full-court pressed out oh, Bowling. Yeah. Right. That's right. Full-court pressed yeah, out Bowling.
1: Yeah. I saw your power rankings came out again.
3: Yeah, the Celtics cracked the top seven.
1: Uh, Whoa. Oh, oh yeah. That. yeah.
2: They were knocking on that top ten for a while, man. They're trying to get into that top ten. They finally cracked through, huh?
3: They finally broke through. They finally broke through. But, man, look, they they, they got a ways to go. They got a ways to go.
2: Yeah, All right, go see who's
0: number one over there. I think uh, – I'm, I'm ready to put Philly number one after seeing them last night. I know we haven't seen a lot, but I'm I'm, I think I'm ready.
1: Don't forget about those stunts. Jimmy, you who's your
0: – well, Chris Paul is out. We'll see how quickly he can get back no, to the Because they got yeah, whooped last night, didn't they? I didn't see the end yeah, of it, but they, they were down by a lot. Yeah, they got that ass spanked. So the fun is <laughs> over did. in Phoenix, at least for right now. he <laughs> will
1: be back right in time for the playoffs. You know? that, Yo, what's you
2: up know. with that fan base? Have you guys been seeing this lately? <laughs> Sorry, no. I popped in my head. One it? game, they were so excited. It was during that big winning streak. Uh, there was a post game show, and in the back, this girl just flashes the camera for like ten Oh! <laughs> and the people in Phoenix didn't even realize until they finally realized. They took her off. <laughs> and, and then they had um. We have it, to do uh, some film study. Uh, after a game, there was oh, like just I'm chanting. Just they, just they have a wild fan base, man. Like they're they they're, do. They're, they're fans. They, they really want that championship, man. Hey, they're, <laughs> they're thirsty as they should be.
0: What a memory! That in injury last was. Year?
2: Extra thirsty, apparently. Um, Suns and four, like that dude, like they're a wild bunch. of Suns and four, yeah. that guy. Yeah, the guy yeah.
0: counting the money. Remember that guy? That was wild. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah.
2: yes. Yo, there's always something with them. So that was a really fun right finals.
0: Now. I wouldn't, Everybody's I wouldn't mind over. a rematch there, but uh, the we'll see. They're,
2: they're, they're, they're waiting for Chris Paul to come back. They're really worried. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: Th- things are heating <laughs> it up. We'll have it all here at CLNS Media. So stay tuned. Subscribe to the YouTube channel.